Hello, my friends, and welcome to another Cup of Joe podcast. It is Friday, November the 12th, and wherever you are, whenever you are listening to this podcast, be it on Friday, Saturday, Sunday, I wish you God's life, God's goodness, God's mercy. Oh, God's, I don't know, just God's embrace today, God's nearness, huh? That, that our eyes may be open to realize he's walking with you. He's walking with me. He's right here with us today in, in whatever place that is. And that's so good. So, my friends, um, today, today is the day. This is uh, pod number 424, 424. And today is my last day as pastoral leader uh, of uh, the three parishes here at uh, Saints Peter and Paul in Kiel. Holy Rosary in New Holstein, St. Anne and St. Anna. I have been here 14 years as a lay minister, and it has been a delight. The people here are so good. And if you ever find yourself in this area, uh, please stop in and, uh, and let them be hospitable to you uh, and, uh, in the way that they are. Um, and as I mentioned before, my pod will continue next week. Uh, I will uh, be doing it, but I don't know if that means all five days, but shorter. I don't know if that means Monday, Wednesday, Friday, or Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, or weekend, you know. I'm not sure. So it, so don't be surprised when it's a little, you know, kind of sporadic or whatever until it finds its new normal. And uh, and I hope that's okay, that, that you're willing to walk with me uh, during these times. It's still important to me. I still love it. Uh, to uh, to break open God's word, and it brings me joy, and I hope it does you as well. And it's just uh, something that we'll do together, and uh, it just won't be you know Monday through Friday all the time. And if it is, well, you know, wonderful. Then we're grateful for that time and and how that works out. Um, before I start here, just need to say thank you to um, a couple of people. First and foremost, Mandy Kramer is the one who placed this idea in my uh, in in on my radar uh, back when the pandemic was just starting or uh, even just before it actually when some things were happening within the diocese and, and and Mandy so wonderfully creative that way and she said what about this idea and and it is what grew to fruition and, and without her doing that I, I wouldn't be doing this so I'm grateful to Mandy. I also want to thank my son Seamus who, he is so good that he helped put this, that seed that was growing. And all those things. And then I, I need to thank my daughter, Bridgie. Uh, Bridge, who, um, when I got the microphone and moved from just a phone to this, she's like, Dad, this is the software you want to use, and here's how you use it and things. So... <laughs> of course, you know, it's the younger generation that, that all helps with this. So uh, I'm so grateful to them. You know, hey, you didn't uh, you didn't come here to listen to all those things, but I, I wanted to just say thank you to, to those particularly. Thank you to you uh, for being so good. I mean, the, the listenership has really grown over the last year and a half, and I just think that's so cool. But let's break open God's Word, huh? It is a feast day today, Feast of St. Josephat. We're going to talk a little bit about St. Josephat. That's not someone we just kind of wake up in the morning and say, hey, I'm just going to talk to somebody about St. Josephat today, you know? But uh, but we're going to do it. We're going to do it because you know what? 
Why not? Why not? Uh, today we are going to finish up Luke chapter 17. All right? So uh, it will follow immediately from yesterday. That'll be important because I'm going to, to reference back to it. Luke 17, verses 26 to 37. So let's break open God's Word. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Jesus said to his disciples, As it was in the days of Noah, so it will be in the marriage up to the day that Noah entered the ark, and the flood came and destroyed them all. Similarly, as it was in the days of Lot, they were eating, drinking, buying, selling, planting, building. On the day when Lot, Lot left Sodom, fire and brimstone rained from the sky and destroyed them all. So it will be on the day of the Son of Man. So it will be on the day the Son of Man is revealed. On that day, someone who is on the housetop and whose belongings are in the house must not go down to get them. And likewise, one in the field must not return to what was left behind. Remember the wife of Lot. Whoever seeks to preserve their life will lose it, but whoever loses it will save it. I tell you, on that night there will be two people in one be taken, the other left. And there will be two women grinding meal together. One will be taken, the other left. They said to him in reply, Where, Lord? He said to them, Where the body is, there also the vultures will gather. My friends, the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Now, if that isn't the way to end a, a soliloquy, isn't it? Right? You know, where, Lord? Well, let me tell you. Where the body is, there the vultures will gather. <laughs> here's, here's what I think. When somebody just asks us a question today, just bring that one out. Because frankly, I don't think he answers their question at all. I, I, I make no sense out of that last line. So you just kind of want to throw people for a loop like Jesus did. And somebody says, hey, you know, can you tell me where the, the nearest gas station is? I'm just going to say where the body is, there the vultures will gather. <laughs> And, and just watch for the reaction on their face. They'll either think I, I'm I'm just you know a step away from from the institution, or they might think that's incredibly deep, and I just need to sit with that for a while. And I wonder if Jesus just kind of did that and said, I'm just going to say some random line here, and and it's going to get in scripture, and people are going to people are going to sit with that for years, because I don't have the foggiest what he's saying there. <laughs> I mean, and maybe you do. Maybe it is as obvious as, as the nose in front of my face, and that's a pretty obvious thing for those who know me. But I don't get it. I don't get it. So let's break open this word, brothers and sisters. Um. So so okay, this is pretty typical. At the end, uh, as the church year winds down, you're going to see this particularly on weekends, and look for it. You know. Advent is the beginning of our church year. And, and that, you know, we're going to start with, uh, I mean, it starts in the beginning. All the, the things as we look forward to Christ and Christ is born. And then we go through the liturgical year. And as the year sums up, we go toward end times um, readings. 
and, and it becomes very apocalyptic. And this is one of those kind of apocalyptic readings that it can be very end timey. And, and so I think in one sense, it's good to read it that way. But I don't think that's the only reading. And I'm not going to produce or give it to us that way or spin it out that way, only because I don't know how helpful that is. Um, and so just know that, that if this is kind of like strikes a little bit of fear or whatever, and I, I don't think it needs to do that. Um, because, you know, yeah, we know that, that time is moving somewhere. And we know that there is an end point to which it, it will go and, and that completion, the fullness of the kingdom of God has been realized. But I think all we have to do is look around us and say, well, that, that's not near yet. Um, and, uh, and we know as, as Christians, as Catholics, we look forward to the second coming of Christ. And, uh, and I, I think that this is certainly looking for the coming of Christ in this reading. But remember, brothers and sisters, I, I've said this often, forgive for if I'm overstating, there are three comings of Christ that we honor and, and look for and celebrate. One is, is Christmas, right? When we celebrate the coming of the incarnation, of God breaking into the world in that beautiful way. The second is that coming that happens right in the here and now. That, that we need to be open for and, and ready for and say yes to. And the third, of course, is the coming of Christ at the end of time. So, so what we're looking at here is certainly number two and, and maybe number three, okay? So let's spin it out because I'm going to look at it as number two. Now, to do that, first thing I want to do is I want to go back to yesterday's reading because I think it's important. And it, context is always important. I just want to look at what... Did we, what, what was said right before? What was said right before? Because that gives us a context for what Jesus is talking about. So the couple of verses right before we, we get into today is, remember he's saying, there are going to be those who say, look, he, there he is, meaning the Messiah, the, the, the one who is to come, the Son of Man. Or look, there he is. Don't go running off, he says. Don't pursue him. And, and, and yesterday's beautiful rendition, it just said, he just comes. He just comes. And, and then there's the line, for just as lightning flashes and lights up the sky from one side to the other, so will it be with the Son of Man. Why is that important? Because, brothers and sisters, you and I can't sit there and predict, okay, well, lightning is going to come at 824 tonight. We, we don't know that. Lightning just comes when it comes. And we experience it when it comes and it lights up the world, Right? It lights up our life. Boom. It just happens. And, and, and at that point, and we don't really have a decision to make, but it's like right there in front of us and we experience it. That's what he's talking about here. Okay? That boom, the Son of Man is there. He wasn't there and boom, he's there. Now, was it that he wasn't there and then he was or was it that we weren't open to the fact that he was there. And then all of a sudden our eyes become open like scales, like Paul, fall from our eyes. I would argue the latter. But, but God comes to us, that hound of heaven, and, and sometimes comes to us in, in new and unusual or, or ways that, again, as I mentioned, speak our language. And, and boom, sometimes it's like the, 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 light, the light switches on, right? Boom. So know that. Okay, use that as a background for what we're talking about here. So he says, as it was in the days of Noah, so it will be in the days of the Son of Man. Okay, the lightning, he's going to come over here, over there. No, he just comes. He just comes. And boom, it's like that. 
so it will be in the days of Noah. They were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage up to the day that Noah entered the ark and the flood came and destroyed them all. He's not saying that, that he's coming in a destructive manner, so we need to be fearful. He's using the analogy that says, you know what? They were doing normal things when the abnormal came, when, when, when the experience happened. Brothers and sisters, there's nothing wrong with eating and drinking. There's nothing wrong with marrying and giving up in marriage. Okay? Unless, unless, those things keep us from the banquet. Remember that wonderful parable, one of my favorites, that Jesus says, you know, he tells the parable that the, the rich man wanted to give a banquet for his son. And, uh, and he sends out his servants to those who were invited and says, come, the banquet is prepared. You know, it's, it's time. And one says, no, you know, I, I, I just got married. Uh, pray hold me excused. Or, or I just, you know, bought me a, a farm. Or I just, you know, I, I bought a yoke of oxen. I got to go check on them. Pray hold me excused. Nothing wrong with buying farms or oxen, or, or being involved in business, or getting married. None of that. But to the extent, my friends, that normalcy uh, keeps us from seeing anew. T- to the extent that we simply see the routine, because I've lived through it for 56 years of my life, and tomorrow's going to be just like today, so that's all I look for, and that's all my eyes see. To the extent that that's the attitude that I have, I'm going to miss it. I'm going to miss it. And so to that extent, what Jesus is saying here is right on the money. You know, in the days of Noah, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving up marriage. They were just going through the routine. Not a bad routines, but routines. And they weren't open to the signs of the time. And what were the signs of the time? That there were things happening that simply couldn't and shouldn't be happening. And and did they... they, stand against that? Or, or did they see the signs of the time and, and uh, prepare for that? Uh, and then he uses a second example, okay? Similarly, as it was in the days of Lot, they were eating and drinking, selling, planting, building. On the day that Lot, when Lot, Lot left Sodom, gosh, I screwed that up when I read it the first time too. On the day when Lot left Sodom, fire and brimstone rained from the sky to destroy them all. So will it be when the day the Son of Man is revealed on that day. Now, this I think is important too. Someone who's on the housetop, whose belongings are in the house, mm-mm, don't get on to get them. Or the one who's in the field uh, must not return to what was left behind. Remember the wife of Lot. What did the wife of Lot do? do? She, she looked back, right? She looked back. What, what God is saying is, is using the same idea he did with Noah and the flood, is saying, listen, Lightning's going to flash. It's just going to be in front of us. The scale's going to fall. You're going to see the Son of Man is in front of you, meaning God's presence. Remember, don't just think of it as the end of time when the second coming comes. Think of it right now. I see God's presence, and I have to make a choice. And, and I'm not to, to, if I'm on the housetop, to use this example, use this, I'm not to go down and get my stuff and say, hmm, let me think about it for a while. Or I'm not to look back. Because remember, in other places, Jesus uses those ideas and images too. Uh, he, Jesus, I want to follow you, but I, but I got to go bury my father. He says, no, you know, let the dead bury the dead. You follow me. The time is now. The time is not 
you know, later on in life. The choice is before you. The Son of Man is here. Lightning has just flashed. What are you going to do? Don't, don't go down into the household. Don't, don't go bury your father. The choice is before you. Or later in that same, you know, series of, of things when people come to him, he says, you know, uh, the kingdom of God, you're not, you're not fit for the kingdom of God. Those who put their hand to the plow and then look behind. Because when you f put your hand to the plow, you look ahead. Because that's where the land is being cultivated. That's where we're called to go. Not behind. And that's what the wife of Lot did. And that's what he's saying. If you're in the field, don't go, don't go back. Don't, don't return to what was left behind. Boom. Son of man's in front of you. A decision is, is to be today. What do you do? What do you do? Because there are consequences to it, by the way. You know, again, people in, 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 in Sodom, what were they doing? They were eating, drinking, buying, selling, planting, building. Anything wrong with any of those? No. No. Brothers and sisters, we can get in routines and we can, and we can get lost. Our eyesight, we, we become, we blind ourselves. But our God's inviting us out of that. And in these moments when the light goes on and the lightning flashes and we see God, boom, that's the time. What are we going to do? And that's, I think, what naturally leads up to this last part where he's, listen, he's saying, listen, I tell you, on that night or in that time, there'll be two people in the bed together. One will be taken, the other left. Sounds like rapture, right? You know, boom, I hope I'm not in an airplane when the old pilot gets taken up in the rapture because I'm going down. You know, when we see those pictures, it's like, oh, fearful. No, that's not it at all. Do you know how we use the phrase or, or use it in, in a sense that says, boy, I was taken with that idea or, or I, I'm, I'm taken with that person. That, that just that idea that, Something about them stirs something within me. And, I, and that image, that idea, that person, that, that presence, I'm taken with it. I'm taken with it. Or my heart is taken. I used to wear a clatter ring. And, and if you wore it in a certain way, it meant your heart was taken. You know? That's, that's what I think Jesus is saying here. I tell you on that night there'll be two people in bed. One will be taken and the other left. When that lightning flashes and they both see the same thing, do you allow your heart to be taken? Because, because one will, and the other will just see the routine. The other will just continue eating, drinking, building, planting, buying, selling. But if you're taken, there are consequences to what that calls you to, and me too. And there will be two women grinding meal together. One will be taken, the other left. You know, and, and at least the, the disciples here um, have the... the, the uh, correct. They asked the correct question. So my thought was the question is going to be when, not where. One will be taken, the other left, because their heart will be taken. They're going to be going through the same grinding meal. They're, they're going in the routine, and all of a sudden their eyes are open, and they have a decision. The light went on. Do I allow myself to be taken, my heart to be taken, and do I, do I act appropriately? Do I move where that goes? And, and, and I think, again, the question should be when. when. When is this going to happen? But Jesus already said yesterday, right? It's not a matter of calendar. Counting the calendar saying when it is. So they asked the question, where? Where does this happen? I love that. I love that. Where? What happens right, right here, right now, in our midst, right? He just comes. He just comes. The kingdom of God is among you. We've gone full circle. That's where. 
but Jesus doesn't answer in, in such a way. He, he answers with the, uh, the wonderful line, where the body is, there also the vultures will gather. <laughs> there you go. What better way to end this? So I think really it's just saying, hey, my friends, um, the routine is, is part of what life is. But don't let that keep you from those moments when you sense my presence, you know my presence, you see my presence. And what does that invite out of you? Because if all we do is say, wow, that was really cool, and go back, we're the wife of Lot. We're the people who go back to buying, selling, building, planting, eating, drinking, right? Um, and Jesus is, I think, going to look at us and say, hey, man, I, I, I was there. I'm, I'm, I was with you. And, and, and it didn't stir you? Um, we, it's, it's, just, it's decision time. It's, it's inviting us out of routine. I guess that's all I can say on that before I'm just beating that dead horse now. And, and I don't know that I have great tools to say, hey, you know, look differently. But I'm just going to say, hey, and you can tell me, look differently, think differently, act differently. How do we, how do we see things out of the routine? And, and, and at those moments when the veil is thin, in those thin places, in those moments when, when God reveals God's self to us, may we have the courage to say, okay, yep, I'm moving and I'm moving forward. I'm not going back to what I left behind, going down in the house. Let's talk St. Joseph at. I know you've been waiting for it, and who wouldn't? Um, so here's the deal with St. Joseph at. It was about the 16th century that he was born, and he was born in uh, what we would call modern-day Belarus. And um, he grew up in the Ruthenian church, and, and that was mostly, he became an Orthodox, so that's, uh, would have been a Russian Orthodox bishop. But he was a Ruth- Russian Orthodox bishop uh, in, uh, in, 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 a, in a place where, where there were a lot of Ruthenians. Now, you might say, Joe, I don't know that. What does that mean? Um, and I'm not sure I know a lot either. But here's what I know. I know that, you know, with the, within the Orthodox Church, I think the big ones are the Greek Orthodox and the Russian Orthodox, but there's a lot of little churches that are associated with the Orthodox Church, just like within the Catholic Church. We think Catholic, we think oh, Roman Catholic, the Western, the Latin Church, and that's it. But that's not true. There's a number of uh, Eastern churches that are associated and in union with Rome with the Latin Western Church, the one we call Roman Catholic, that you and I, or at least that I, uh, practice, um, and uh, and such as the the Byzantine Church, or such as the uh, the the Coptic Church, or the the Syrian Antiochian Church, you know, and, and things like that. Well, the Ruthenian Church was associated with the Orthodox Church; it was in union with it, but it was a separate church. You know, just like the, the Coptic Church is a separate church, but it's in union with Rome, with the Pope, with the Latin, and, and the Catholic Church. So that's a, that's a history here, but that's important. Why? Because Josephat was an Orthodox bishop, Russian Orthodox, in a place where there was a lot of Ruthenians there. And so he and five other bishops um, sought to take this Ruthenian church and bring them in union with Rome. 
so they would be in in touch with Rome and not separate from Rome because remember about the what was it the 11th century that the the great schism happened between the Orthodox and the Catholic Church. The Eastern Church went one way, the Western Church went the other way, and they excommunicated each other, I believe it was 1054. Um, And so this is 500 years later, great animosity between the two, and here's this bishop in the Orthodox Church saying, I think I want to go in in union with Rome. It'd be like in in the Church of Green Bay if if Bishop Rickon all of a sudden said, I think I'm going to take the Church of Green Bay, and I'm going to take it and put it in union with the Orthodox Church. We'd be like, whoa, what's going on? That's huge. Because it has effects, cause and effects. Because then all of a sudden we're going to be worshiping in different ways in an Orthodox style rather than a Catholic style, right? And that's what he was doing. And and he was having that dialogue. He was beginning to dialogue about it. He wasn't making it happen, beginning to dialogue. And and there so what happened is within the Orthodox Church, they sent some bishops around him that opposed that and actively opposed it. They sent a priest that, that would, was in his courtyard that was simply would mock him all day and, and shout out, you know, that, that this is not something he should do. Uh, he was persecuted. His reputation faltered for it. And eventually, after this, he got tired of hearing this priest in his courtyard, you know, shouting all day uh, obscenities at him. He had him put away. Well, then somebody else went up, started ringing the church bells in the town square uh, where they were and called a mob forward. And they went into his bishop's, you know, rectory, called him out and beat him, basically, and, uh, and threw his body in the river. And... Um, all this because he was beginning to dialogue about union rather than division. And he is the first saint, brothers and sisters, of the Eastern Church to be canonized within the Catholic faith. Um, his death, I mean, often, isn't it, out of the blood of martyrs that, that new things happen? His death inspired the dialogue with some and inspired the, the angst among others. Um, and uh, But... But that dialogue continued for 400 years, and, and particularly, I remember, I don't remember, but, uh, but one of the biggest uh, happenings was when Paul VI, Pope Paul VI, back in, I don't know if this was late 60s, early 70s, he went and met with the patriarch of the uh, Russian Orthodox Church, and when they embraced the shockwaves, in the good sense of that word, that that sent throughout Christianity. Because, brothers and sisters, you know, Jesus said they will know we are Christians by our love one for another. And here we are, divided. But yet that picture showed what Josephat couldn't do 400 years earlier. He was simply talking about union and got killed for it and thrown in the river. And, and finally, finally, after 400 years of maybe preparing, they could at least embrace Paul VI and the, uh, and the um, uh, it wasn't the archbishop, the, the oh gosh, whatever, the, the uh, our patriarch, I believe it's called, the archpatriarch of, of the Russian. I mean, isn't that amazing? And, uh, and we continue um, to be divided, but we continue. I mean, John Paul II uh, made some, some wonderful outreaches, as has Francis. And so at least we continue that dialogue more and more and more in these last 40, 50 years. And how great that is. Because what couldn't happen 400 years ago is starting to happen now. And that freeze is beginning to thaw. May we be women and men of union, unity. Um, and again, unity doesn't mean uniformity. Let's, let's remember that. 
but but union and and unity uh, and uh, and continue carrying Josephette's standard forward. Okay? Let's pray. Fittingly enough uh, for this day of change for me and, and this pod in some way, uh, we begin today uh, in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. The fifth sorrowful mystery, Jesus dies. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. O my Jesus, forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of hell, lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. St. Josephat, pray for us. My friends, bless you. Uh, thanks for being present with me. And I look forward to what that journey uh, holds for us in the future. God's peace.